Welcome to First Focus, a podcast here at First Presbyterian Church of Columbia, where we highlight various events and ministries around the church. I'm Scott Hull, a member of First Presbyterian Church and one of your hosts. And I'm your other host, Josh Adair, pastoral intern of Biblical Counseling. It's good to be back here today. Scott, what do we have for folks today? Today we're going to be interviewing Joshua Giedlow, Director of Operations with Truth Exchange. Joshua is going to tell us a little bit about Truth Exchange, as well as about a conference they're going to have coming up in January. If you have questions about the show or any ministry at the church, don't hesitate to contact us. You can find all our contact info on our website, which is firstprezcolumbia.org. That is firstprezcolumbia.org or on our app. Let's get to the conversation. Well, hello, Joshua. We're so glad to have you this afternoon and, um, or sorry, this morning and you know, you're here to talk to us today about a special opportunity coming up in January uh, for the life of our church and also the community of Columbia. But we also thought that it'd be really good for you to tell us a little bit more about you and your family and how you came here to First Pres. Uh, and so, because you've been here for how long now? So we made the great trek from shore to shore <laughs> in November. So we're from San Diego, California. Okay. The tribe of Gilo. Uh, that would be my <laughs> wife, Lael, mm-hmm. uh, Isaac. Moses, Abraham, and Tikva, um, all Jewish, all Jewish names, yeah. except for Tikva is the, the only one that, that actually got the Hebrew um, uh, na- version of her name, which her name means, name means hope. That's wonderful. And uh, so we moved out here at the invitation of First Prez. First Prez has been uh, a longtime supporter of Truth Exchange, mm-hmm. the ministry of Dr. Peter Jones. Uh, the last time Peter came out to First Pres was about, I want to say about 11 years ago, back wow. when Pastor Ferguson was, was here. Wait, no, he actually, he came, uh, he came right after we had the flood. That's right. He and yeah, I yeah. and Rebecca both, we all came okay. out. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. But he wasn't invited to actually be a speaker. Oh, okay. Uh, for, it's been about 11 years. And oh, that's okay. when, when Pastor Ferguson referred to him during the children's sermon as the modern-day Irenaeus. Huh. Okay. And Peter's work has uh, primarily been on Gnosticism and neo-paganism in today's culture. Okay. Um, he's he's a Brit, so mm-hmm. he actually, funny story is that he was schoolmates with John Lennon, and he and John would get in trouble every day from the schoolmaster. And he actually wound up playing music with John up until he was 17 years old. No way. And wow. his parents stopped him from playing in the band with John because they didn't want Peter to be playing in the bar scene. Sure. <laughs> so Peter gets booted and enters Paul McCartney. Okay. So Peter was playing bass. Peter then uh, turned to academics, and then he came over to the States. He considers himself the second British invasion. <laughs> <laughs> and when he came to the States, he thought he had died and gone to heaven because Christian America... Christendom was very, uh, very predominant. Yeah. He then, uh, after his, um, his studies, he got involved with the uh, Presbyterian Church in America, the sure. birth of the PCA. He was one of the first missionaries. He was sent to France, where he helped pioneer a number of churches, or plant a number of churches, and start a seminary. And then he came back in the early 90s to teach at Westminster, Southern California. Sure. And when he came back, he was shocked. He had a culture shock that America had switched religions. A number of uh, years later, 
he he has finally put his finger, as we say, on the pulse of where the culture is going and all of its root connection into uh, Gnosticism and neo-paganism. Mm. And so at Truth Exchange, we offer resources to help Christians understand where is the culture going, where did it come from, and how do you give a Christian response? And we do that through a hermeneutic or a lens of worldview that we call oneism and twoism. Peter likes to say, if you can count to two, you can be an apologist. <laughs> and mm. this comes out of the Apostle Paul in Romans 1, where the Apostle says, we've exchanged the truth of God for the lie, worship and serve creation, rather than the Creator who is blessed forevermore. So the antithesis is either you worship the triune God, maker of heaven and earth, or you worship the earth. Those are the only two possibilities that the Apostle Paul gives us. Yeah. So we, then from there, the oneism is a elimination of all distinctions, all is one, I am God, be your own God, God is within everything. That sounds familiar to like some conversations I've had with students on campus. Absolutely. Um, be your own God, or, or twoism, which says, no, there is a maker of heaven, a creator and maker of heaven and earth, mm. and has revealed himself through Jesus, and so that's where the, the essence of the importance of the Trinity, and so there's uh, which is a very fascinating discussion we can get into. Well, is Islam twoist or is Judaism twoist? And we would say no; those are false twoisms. Yeah, because of there, there is no Trinity, and mm. Trinity is important for the, uh, the aspect of relationship and, and and where we get those distinctions. Yeah. So that so you're you're highlighting some of why apologetics matters. Uh, why Truth Exchange exists is it's a ministry that seeks to equip the church and people in everyday life to talk about some of these distinctions that we're seeing in our society, distinctions of of how Gnosticism is creeping into our vocabulary as Christians, but also at distinctions that would remove uh, the sense in which God is our Creator from our worldview, and He would sort of be subsumed by His creation. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me a little bit of a story of how you've seen that at play here in our community in Columbia, because this is this is a you know it's it's quote you know a southern bastion of of uh, Christian thinking and and just uh, it's it's a more religious place. I've been I've been doing ministry throughout the southeast for the last ten years uh, before I came into the internship, and we we talked about how f- people were so frequently uh, spiritual that it was just so difficult to help them see the distinction between biblical Christianity and what is so frequently offered as like more super superstitious Christianity. Could you talk a little bit about how you've seen that here? Sure. Where we're seeing that in our own backyard. Yeah, so we have a neighbor um, who I'll refer to as um, Dot. And uh, Dot is an atheist. Uh, mm-hmm. The first day that um, we moved into the house that we are at now, she came over, and we were talking about where we were from, why we were here, and she says, oh, that's great. I'm an atheist. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> to, which, to, to which my boys, uh, if you've met my boys, are, are quite the little evangelists. Um, Praise the Lord for that. <laughs> my, yeah. my six-year-old, uh, who was five at the time, says, oh, well, we believe in God the Father, maker. And he started to go to the, the creed, and he's like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> Not the time, son. Go, go play. There's a time and place. Why don't you go play ball or something? Yeah. Um, and so over over the next um, uh, number of months, we've been able to talk with Dot about worldview issues. So when she has had uh, catastrophes and or mm. disappointments in her life, uh, we've asked, how are you doing? And she says, well, send, me, send out good thoughts. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. An atheist who doesn't believe in 
God, believes mm. in some sort of spiritual connection. Mm. And as we've had conversations, she says, well, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. I believe that there is something outside, but I'm, I'm not going to pinpoint it to a God. So Truth Exchange would offer that kind of resource to help you navigate those conversations, to bring it back to God, who is our loving Father, and who gave us Christ, his Son, to die for us, and then we, and the importance of the Holy Spirit in the church today. So it's, it's a really wonderful resource or uh, ministry that offers those kind of resources to help navigate those kind of difficult conversations with folks. Now let me ask you this. So this sounds awesome. Tell me a little bit about if someone is curious today to learn, start learning through those resources, what's some ways that they can do that? Do they go online? So we have a website, truthexchange.com. So that's truth, the letter X, and then change. Dot com. You can sign up for our monthly newsletter. On the website, there's hundreds of articles from research into those various avenues of neo-paganism and Gnosticism. And when we say Gnostic, really we're pinpointing that it's a rejection of what God has created as good. Mm-hmm. Neo-pagan being that God is within everything, all is divine, all is one. Yeah. Monism for the theological nerds. We have videos as well as podcasts, and then, of course, we do have a store where you can purchase some of uh, Peter Jones's books. Uh, we have some DVD teaching series. Also, you can go to the church library where, um, where we have those resources for checkout. That's wonderful. Great. Okay, yeah. so so even if even if you're starting to look at, uh, hey, I have a neighbor who is spiritual, not religious— uh, you can actually find some great resources on the website to be able to do that. But you actually have this other opportunity that you want to tell us about coming up. So January 31st, 2020, and February 1st, Truth Exchange will be coming to First Presbyterian Church here in Columbia doing a conference on the mind of Christ taking every thought captive. Uh, Rosaria Butterfield, Dr. Peter Jones, Dr. Brian Matson. Pamela Frost, as well as our own Pastor Gay Fleur, will be speaking at this event. That's great. Two-day event. Um, huge excitement thing is for college students, if you register online, it's free for you to attend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for members and non-members of First Presbyterian Church, there is a 40 die, or 40, 40 die, $45 uh, <laughs> ticket. Uh, but okay. that does include, um, all tickets do include a uh, box lunch. Okay, that's great. So that'd be Friday night to Saturday, January 31st to February 1. Right. Cost is 45 If you If you want to hear more, or if you want to learn more, you can go to the Truth Exchange website, or you can keep listening, obviously, because you're going to tell us a little bit more about what exactly are these speakers going to discuss. You know, you say the mind of Christ. What 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 is each one going to actually cover? Yeah, it's 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 a loaded and and more of the detail <laughs> a loaded question and more of the detail of each uh, lecture is going to be on the website. But Dr. Jones uh, will be speaking on sexuality, the debased mind, or the mind of Christ. Uh, Pastor Fleur will be be talking about apologetics, um, specifically deceived by the pagan mind or rooted in the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. Rosario Butterfield will be speaking twice. Once will be on her latest book, which is The Gospel Comes with a House Key. Mm. And then the second time will be on identity politics or finding your identity within Christ. Oh, wow. Pamela Frost will be speaking on spirituality, mindfulness, meditation, or the mind of Christ. 
And then we'll have Brian Matson, who will be uh, speaking on issues of family, specifically the mind of Christ seated on the throne of the home. That's a jam-packed lineup you got there. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like you're also trying to be real sensitive with some of just where we're at culturally, because mm-hmm. even if you're not someone who is is actively engaged with uh, with non-believers right now in spiritual conversations or, you know, it, it can sometimes seem like, like there's not a lot of non-believers around you. We live in a culture where where the sense of identity that we have as Americans, like through some of the recent election cycles and things like that, have been challenged of like how much how much do I take of my Christian identity versus my party affiliation or how much do I take of with some of the narrative that I'm hearing around sexuality when when what I've heard is just typically that the biblical Christian faithful language of of uh, of a biblical sexuality is 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 combative and it's it's harmful to people in the world today and so i'm i'm personally really excited to 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 see how this works uh and to see what you guys are going to cover is there anything else that you also want to share with us joshua about um what we can expect at the conference well as far as what we can expect um besides having a really packed out uh, schedule with wonderful uh, wonderful speakers on on some pretty key issues of the day will also be just that this event will be a place for good Christian community mm. um, and engagement with some of these ideas. There'll be a Q&A panel where you'll be able to engage with some of those topics. And then, of course, there's just the one-on-one interaction with fellow believers. Sure. Well, let me ask you this, too. That, that brings, brings another uh, idea to mind or question. If someone knows a, a non-believing uh, uh, neighbor or has a non-believing friend, and they they're looking like, hey, you know, I'm I'm not the most articulate person. Is this a is this a proper context to bring a non-believer to? Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. truth exchange. We do this every year. We have a, a symposium that creates a uh, a teaching series. So if okay. you're not able to make and come out to this event, there will be a a DVD teaching series that is that comes from this. We have had we had an event there's one event that comes to mind it was two years ago we did on gay identity and the gospel and pastor gay Fleur was one of the speakers there uh, we had michael brown we had rosaria butterfield and we actually had um we had a drag queen come out to the event oh wow um and then we had one one person who was considering going into um, uh, a life of being a transgender who was radically challenged by this event and wound up renouncing that whole lifestyle because of, of what they were hearing. And, and, yeah. and it wasn't, it, you know, you, you typically think, oh, gay identity in the gospel, this is going to be a God hates fags type of event, just gay bashing, you know, all the, let's pull out the five, you know, anti-homosexual uh, passages out of the Bible and let's just bash gays. Mm-hmm. Really, the, the, the way that this hermeneutic of the ministry of, of, of truth exchange we, we operate is to to winsomely and biblically work with unbelievers. That's what apologetics is. It's, it's not winning an argument. Mm. It's winning the man. Mm. Um, yes. Anyone can win an argument, uh, but, but win the person, and, and you have then a lifetime of discipleship to That's walk amazing. with them towards Christ. Sounds like an opportunity for a thoughtful discussion and not just stonewalling someone. Right. Yeah. So that's that's incredible. That just makes me that much more excited. Um, but I also want to ask, what are some ways that we can be praying for this ministry or this upcoming conference in particular? 
Yeah, certainly do keep us uh, in prayer. Uh, If you are interested in volunteering, Mm -hmm. we do have opportunity. We do need help with um, registration table on the 31st and the 1st. We'll need help with those who want to volunteer within the bookstore. Okay. um, And folks who could help with like an information table. So that would be uh, a wonderful place for people to get involved Okay, so they can actually get involved and not just pray for it uh, outside of the content and the preparation and, yes. you know, who's a neighbor that you know, um, but they can actually serve as well. Right. And so we would love to invite all of our congregation to consider doing so. And yeah. so and so for signing up to as a volunteer, would that be through First Pres or through Truth Exchange? That's a good question. You can contact me at Joshua at Truth Exchange, and that's truth, the letter X, change.com. Great, man. I'm excited, dude. This sounds great. You've been listening to First Focus. On behalf of Joshua Giedlow, as well as all the staff here at First Presbyterian Church of Columbia, I'm Josh Adair. And I'm Scott Hull. Thank you for joining us. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, don't hesitate to contact us. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, God bless.